Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. band never got the attention they uh, they fully deserved. They never got the attention they deserved. They got attention, but not the level. Lighthouse, Skip Prokop, uh, passed away recently. One of my favorite bands of all time. Not that that matters, eh? We all have our favorite bands. Catherine? Oh, boy. It's a long list. I don't think I could pick one. But you know what? Um, oh, come on, pick one. One of my childhood neighbors yeah. played in a band called The Poppers with Skip Prokop before Lighthouse. Oh, no kidding. Huh? Living right across the street from my parents. Chuck Beal was his name. Wow. Yeah, interesting, eh? Yeah, it is. Small World. Michelle, favorite band? Does it have to be Canadian? No. Okay. My favorite band was always Chicago. Yeah, me too. Well, Moody Blues. Moody Blues. I like Queen. Yeah, I always like Queen. Queen was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Linda, I know who Linda Leatherdale's favorite. <laughs> she kisses him on the lips. Well, first of all, of course I've got to say my Ronnie Hawkins. Of course. And then Steven Tyler, because he kissed me. But I've got to tell you, Roy, I am with you on Lighthouse. Um, an amazing Canadian band, and yeah. uh, I know Skip just passed away, and yeah. of course we lost the yeah. lead singer some time ago, but yes, a great Canadian institution, I will say. One of my favorite songs by Lighthouse, and it's great, you know, it's a great historical song, 1849. Mm-hmm. It's, a ter- it's a terrific song. They were going to make a movie about that, by the way. They were going to take that song, from what I understand, and turn it into a, into a, into a film. I don't know who they were, but... But it didn't happen. But it, it could have. It's just a terrific song. 1849, Lighthouse. Hawkins Hawks, another great Canadian. Oh, stop band. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for Beauties and the Beast with Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, Catherine Swift. Catherine with WorkingCanadians.ca, heads, working, WorkingCanadians.ca. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, seatmate to the current Prime Minister, and Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, also independent business journalist at lindaleatherdale.com. Okay, so what do we want to begin with? Should we, should we begin with, uh, with Mr. Morneau's situation? Because wow, Catherine, you've got to be with us. Catherine's going to yeah. do this tomorrow. We're going to speak about it in detail tomorrow, but I want to talk about it somewhat today. So what do you make, all three of you, what do you make of the Morneau situation? What's caught your attention? Linda, let's start with you. I think it's ugly. I really, I think it's uglier 
than most people are giving it credit for. What do you mean? Uh, well, in terms of conflict of interest, the selling the shares, uh, his dad selling his shares, uh, you know, I, I don't know what part of, he must have a tin ear. Um, and he never, he, he never did anything about his assets like he really should have. And I think he's, he's, because he's new in politics, um, he's not unlike some of the politicians we're seeing down here in the States. They know how to make money. They just don't know how to govern. Yeah, now, is it fair to say that, is it fair to assume that just because Morno Sr. sold 200,000 shares of Morno, Chappelle, Morno, is it, is it, which, one, which one goes first? Morno, Chappelle? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, fair to, is it fair to assume that just because Morno Jr. was changing legislation, that a few days prior to that happening, his father sold the stock? And I, I just, you know, I don't think it's just my feeling. I don't think it's fair to make the assumption that Junior told Senior. Oh. And I well, I think, though, it raises questions that continually aren't answered. And I think that's probably what is, you know, that old story when you're in a hole, stop digging? Well, Morno keeps digging. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what amazes me. Yeah, no, I, I, he I, thinks I, that's a good plan. I'll bet you 99% of people listening to this program now just disagree with what I said, but I, I, don't know that it's, I don't know that it's fair to make the assumption. But I think it's a question that deserves an answer, Roy. Well, I didn't, didn't we say that. I don't know what that answer is, and they continue to refuse to give it to us. Well, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. get on the defensive. No. You can't hey, Roy, do that I'm... to me, Catherine. You know that by now. <laughs> oh, shucks. You can't do that. Roy, I'm driving up north, and I'm going by beautiful Lake Coochichina. There's an expression, and I came down Lake Coochichina in a bathtub. Come on. They talked. I swear that there was advice, and there's just so much no, conflict of interest. No, but you don't know that. I don't know it, but it, given you, you want all to, of you want to believe that it's true, but you don't know it. I don't know for a fact. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Right. That's all I'm saying, Roy. Yeah, and I agree. But given all the conflicts of interest and all these red flags keep on jumping up at us, you know, changing some legislation that could favor their firm. Um, and then, of course, not putting his own money into the blind trust that he said. It, it, every week we're talking about Morneau. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just talking about the dad and the, and the, yeah, and the shares. No, I, I, do, I, I, just, I just can't, I cannot, I, I can't say that it's fair to make the assumption. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. So you got, you, well, he, he, you know, you, you reap what you sow, Roy, and the optics are so horrible. Mm-hmm. That that no matter what, that is going to be a conclusion that people will draw from that situation. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't doubt that there'll be a lot of that. Yeah. I don't I doubt think it. Too, you know, Morno was pleading. You know, oh, this is you know, this is so scandalous. The House of Commons has sunk to this level. First of all, the House of Commons has sunk a lot lower over the years. <laughs> this, yeah. this wasn't exactly <laughs> new. Um, but also, you know, he seems to want the benefit of the doubt. And yet, 
he's being judged, and I think appropriately, on the fact that he didn't give every single small business owner in Canada the benefit of the doubt. That's true. Quite the contrary. That's true. He attacked them, wrongly disparaged them, and and, and that that issue that, you know, we can talk about the scandal stuff all you want. This tax change, they are whipping through. Do you know it's it's not even a month away? They're planning to implement it the first of next year. Yeah. And you know the yeah. rules aren't even out yet? No, that's terrible. People have organized their lives and their retirement based on the existing tax system. So why are they doing that? What do you mean, why are they doing it? Well, I'm asking you, why are they doing that? Organizing their lives on the existing tax system. We all well, do you know, you're, you're you're not giving people the time. Tomorrow, that no, rushing is true. Yeah. What, what what if they told you tomorrow that suddenly your RSPs uh, were going to be worthless, and yet you've been funding them for decades? I fully expect that. Your own retirement. I fully expect that, Catherine. <laughs> well, what they're doing is pulling the rug out from under people yeah. with a tax system that's been in place for forty years and suddenly is going to change overnight and is going to affect a lot of people's lives, and that's why people don't want to give Bill Moore the benefit of the doubt. You know what? He lost me. They lost me with the TFSAs. Well, totally agreed there. That was at least a decent way your average person could put away a little more dough for their own retirement. Yeah. Where are you now, Linda? I am at Severn Bridge, a beautiful countryside, Roy, but I think we're lost. (laughs) 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 Isn't there um, another song, um, Lost Together? That is uh, another band. Where are you going? Where are you going? I am going, believe it or not, to some really, really good friends of ours from Aurelia, and he's turning 60, and it's a birthday party, and I'm seeing some old friends I haven't seen in a long time. Okay, now you're you're, you're from Aurelia. I am from Aurelia. How can you get lost on the way to Aurelia? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just put it this way. My friends have built out in the country, and we're trying to figure out which road it is. So, anyway. And Gordon Lightfoot's from Aurelia, too. Another institution, music, Lord. Okay, let's let's talk about this real quick before we we take a break. There's, There's a story in the Financial Post... And uh, the headline was, we're about to find out what happens when the economy can't count on the great Canadian consumer anymore. And we're talking about an economy where the unemployment rate nationally is below 6% for the first time since 2006. And a lot of people are going to say, well, it's part-time jobs and this and that and the other. It's no doubt true. But... um, what happens to our great economy? What happens to the Canadian economy when we can't count on the great Canadian consumer anymore? And are we in a position where we can no longer do that or will not be able to do it for much longer? Well, let me jump in and say the consumer is worth two-thirds of our economic health and wealth. So the co- consumer is almighty, I believe, uh, in the system that we have set up. But here's the other thing, and you and I and uh, the wonderful beauties have talked about this, the record consumer indebtedness. And now we keep on hearing the alarm bells from the OECD and other organizations that this is unsustainable. You're right, the 6% unemployment rate sounds wonderful, but I, I suspect there's so many Canadians um, uh, over their heads in debt. Any fallback in real estate prices, any hike in interest rates, can we really then contest? count on the consumer to spend money. And I, I it, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. 
Yeah. Uh, Catherine, what's your assessment of this? Well, uh, I think we're at a real tipping point. We've, we know there's been a huge buildup of debt uh, with consumers and, of course, governments, too, which ultimately we're all responsible for that, too. Um, so, it, you know, I think that that was uh, I, I read that article that, that Roy and um, and I think it made a very, very good point because we have had a, dis, a, a really, really and as Linda, Linda's totally right. Consumers are the number one source of spending at any given time. It ebbs and flows somewhat, but they're still huge. And they've been especially huge in the last few years. And that's about to let up. And yeah, the debt the debt is coming home to roost. The housing markets are you know are destabilized right now for a lot of reasons, mostly government uh, related policy reasons. And we're yeah, I, th- I think we're at a tipping point uh, okay. in the economy. And and even even with those job numbers, it's very interesting because other numbers like GDP growth and you know investment growth, exports took a plunge. There's a whole bunch of indicators that suggest we're teetering now. And the question for me is how far and how fast will things slow down or even go negative? Michelle, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree with both Linda and Catherine. Okay, what I was trying to do was give Linda enough time to answer the damn phone. And so she can find out where she's going. <laughs> Well, let's just put it this way. I think my husband hit the wrong button, and we're getting roadside assistance. What? You're getting roadside assistance. <laughs> oh, uh, man. We need directions. <laughs> so it's uh, you and Ian are trying to get somewhere together. Yeah. When, did you, get ma- when did you get married? We got married. Oh, now I'm really dating myself. 1980. And these uh, people were visiting all went to high school with Ian. So it's really good. It's really nice. And you're still, and you're still getting lost on the road, huh? I can't believe this. Yeah. Never mind, Roy. I'm going okay. to hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Stop the car. We're, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, and we're going to talk about the situation with um, sexual harassment. And there's one individual particularly that, if you don't mind, I'd like to mention. His name is Matt Lauer. We'll come back with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle after this. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So uh, that song I played from Ontario to Florida a few years ago. I was going to play golf. So I just, that's my favorite song by uh, Chicago. Uh, Michelle, your favorite group? Yes, no? Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there they are. And uh, did you say Chicago, Catherine? I love Chicago too. Okay. I, I said Queen, but there's so many I can't, couldn't even. Nah, it's, it's but we far forgot about the great Canadian band, the Guess Who. I thought they were. No, you can never forget about the Guess Who. Yep, they're and, terrific. Yeah, and Burton Cummings, I thought had the best, best. pure voice of anybody in the rock industry. So, oh, yeah. so uh, in the three four minutes we have left, and we're going to spend more about on time on this issue on tomorrow's show, folks. Um, the issue of sexual harassment and when i heard that matt lauer 
had a button on his desk to lock his door from the inside. I, I just, I just thought, what a, what a sick, what a sick man. You want to hear? Here, here's here's Matt Lauerd and what he said to uh, who was it that he was talking to, Lisa? What was it? Yeah, Meredith Vieira. Here's here's what uh, here's what Lauer said. A lot of people have heard this. Go ahead and play it. So Matt, you see now, right? These are just crosstalks, and I'll meet you outside. Okay, so see ya. Bye. 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 I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Hey, Keep bending over like that. It's a nice view. Kind of hard to make out, but we all we all know what he said. Um, we, we, we talked about this whole issue of sexual harassment last weekend uh, on Beauties and the Beast. With the developments of the last week, is any, what needs to be added, uh, Linda? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we need change big time. And just thinking that he said that, I, I, it, it blows my mind, Roy. Um, uh, here we are in what year, and um, these things are still happening. Uh, predators, I would say. Um, so we need big change. Okay, Michelle? Well, I call it draining the swamp, you, to use uh, Trump's expression. Mm-hmm. They're all uh, coming forward, and I, I think this could be a real turning point, not just in the U.S., but in Canada. Um I'd like to think that. Uh, Catherine, how, how, how concerned should we be that some people, some men, could find their lives destroyed out of anger? They didn't do what they were accused of doing. But... Well, that, that's always a concern, wrongly accusing somebody, right. uh, for sure. But I, the, the thing that strikes me is that this has been going on now for weeks. Every week seems to bring new revelations of yep. some super high-profile man who, yep. you know, p- did this garbage and is, is being called for it and now, and now loses their job, ruins their career, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, and, I, I mean, every time I think it's over, there's another <laughs> – there seems to That's be true. another uh, – yet another uh, example of this. And I must say, though, from a personal standpoint, I was thinking back over my life, and, again, I, I, I don't know many women – if any, who hadn't had these types of things happen to them over the years. But, of course, back in the day, it was all dismissed, or the women just, you know, sucked it up, and just, just, just uh, grinned and bear, bear, bore it, and, uh, uh, whereas now these people are losing their jobs. And I thought of quite a few people, some of whom were pretty prominent in my own past, that would have lost their jobs for what they did, say, 30 years ago. Okay, we have about 10 seconds yeah. left. Is it usually, is it usually, is it, all, is it always all older guys? You, oh yeah, usually. Well, usually it's somebody in a position of power, right? Which, yeah. which yeah. tends to mean somewhat older. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, beauties, it's always great talking to you and hearing your points of view. And uh-huh. thanks for putting up with me. And thank oh, you. We love easy. you. We gotta go. You yeah. get to you and Ian get to where you're going, Linda. Yeah, I'm not lost somebody get out there and help them. <laughs> They're lost, <laughs> running out of gas. Yeah. We'll come right back. <laughs> 